Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am Natalie Miller-Snell, and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I am super excited for this show today. I started Seize the Day back in 2018, and my very first interview was in the October of that year. And I got to speak to an absolutely incredible woman who is joining me today, you know, three and a half years later, all of these episodes later, she's joining me today so we can have a catch on where she's at in terms of her business, her growth and personally as well. And I'm just super excited to have her on. So please put your hands together for the absolutely <laughs> incredible Jackie Ma. Hello. <laughs> How Hi, are you? I'm really good. Yeah, it's really good to like reconnect. Isn't it? We were just saying before we started recording because we we caught up in person last time mm -hmm. i came over to your studio to your, your your shop which was absolutely amazing in 2018 my very first interview on doing seize the day <laughs> felt like such a novice like oh, how do i do this what's it all about and now here we are you know three and a half years later catching up amazing. again it is amazing so for everyone who is unfamiliar with your good self and your beautiful company, Good Ordering, let's hear a little bit about you. Um, who are you and what's what's Good Ordering all about? So I started Good Ordering back in 2012. So next year it will be like 10 years, which is unbelievable. And it's, it's a cycling accessories company. So I design bags mainly and... Um, my background is, you know, designing bags for other companies like Puma and Debenhams. And then back in 2012, when I was on, I decided to kind of launch it at the same time as having my first child. So it was kind of really ridiculous. Like now when I think about it, it was such a bad move, but that's how it happened. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I guess it's um, a bad company. And it's really, it's I, I kind of take pride in saying it's a, a micro business, you know, it's like a mm. nano business or it's a my it's a tiny little independent business. And over the last 10 years, it's grown and you know, it's still quite small and I love it. And I design bags and you know, do everything really. And you're still quite heavily involved, aren't you? Because one of the things I love when we first when we first met, you know, all those years ago, all the, all those years ago, all those years ago. <laughs> Um, was the fact that, you know, because I'm from a construction background and there's an element of design in that. And I loved mm. how actively involved you are, not only in the design, but also, you know, front facing and customer facing out in the market and, mm -hmm. you know, being really involved in everything. Are you still all, you're quite hands on with everything? Yeah, I stopped doing the market because that was every Saturday and I did that okay. for like three or four years. And I only just sort of gave that up recently. Um, but I still, you know, like things like Unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to the factory for a little while in China, but I loved, I loved going to the factories and, you know, all the whole business is based on really nice relationships with all my suppliers, like from my accountant who I just love to, you know, my warehouse staff um, who, you know, picked up lots of slack, you know, when I've been ill lately, which we mm. talk about in a bit, I guess. And it's all just like it, it feels like a fam, a little ma and pa family business. That's how yeah. it is. It's really tiny and I do everything. I absolutely love it. And now you mentioned, so you started it 2012 or the, the, mm -hmm. the, the kind of thought process happened and you decided to have a family. How does one go about launching into your dream, if you like? So this is something you've wanted to do. You've worked for big brands before, you know, so kind of established um, working pattern. How do you find the the get up and go or the confidence or the just to, you know, do it, but do it with a family as well and do everything all in one go. What is it that drove you to get started? I think it was 
having a bit of like a longer term plan of how I wanted my life to look, you know, like having kids and wanting to be there for them, you know, wanting to be um, to be able to pick them up whenever I needed to or go to their school assemblies. Like I thought, okay, I'm, it was kind of like a loose structure of how I needed to be flexible. And when you think about that, um, it was just, it made sense to me to have, have my own business. And if I wanted to have that with kids then I had to start doing the harder work earlier. So the first six years of the business, I was still working full time. Right. <clears throat> and um, I guess like, I like, you know, the, 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 the kind of answer that people kind of think to say is like, Oh, I just, I just did it and I didn't think about it, but actually it's the complete opposite. I really yeah. did like plan my life. Like I planned <laughs> how it was going to be and sure. Like with COVID and everything, loads of plans went out the window and I'm sitting here in a situation right now that I could not have planned for at all, but mm. at least the flexibility was always, you know, I, I was always kind of putting that into my life, I guess. And yeah, what just struck me was that it's that kind of vision as well, though, isn't it? It's having the plan, but also seeing what you want and what your end goal is almost. Mm-hmm. Because without, you know, I've got mood boards up here and I've got an, an idea of where I want to, to take the business, what I want life to look like, flexibility mm-hmm. that you spoke about mm-hmm. and that kind of, you know, nurturing side of things. Without having that clear vision, you're kind of just going into, well, you're going into an abyss, aren't you? Without you know, an idea <laughs> yeah. of what you want. So it's almost helping you manifest or drive because you know where you want to go so you can pick up things or walk through the right doors along the way exactly and also like say yes to the right things and say no to you know say yes and no to things because like the only way someone who's like basically busy you know like having a family and a business and all that kind of stuff like the only way you can really do it is to um to say no to the things that don't you know that are contributing positively in that direction and that means like saying no to lots of good things and fun things and things that might make money and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I guess it's like a little bit of a guiding light to what to say yes or no to basically. Yeah. Now you touched very briefly on COVID just then. How did COVID impact you? Because retail generally, I mean, it was so tough for folk. Your business is a lot online, but you did have, you know, in-person sales as well. How did it affect you over that well, it's still ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, to a degree. It's How's still it, you going. Know? It's it was the weirdest thing because the first year for COVID was my best financial year ever, which is wow. so weird. But um, on my side was that every people weren't catching public transport, they weren't really going anywhere, but they were riding bikes still. So mm. my vision about how people should ride bikes more became even more like true because like fruition, yeah yeah and and it was kind of like that's what I believed in anyway that more people should ride bikes so when more people did start riding bikes and and investing in you know bike accessories and all the bike shops were open do you remember when every shop had to close yeah well bike shops were allowed to stay open so I've got like contacts in bike shops and they were like having nervous breakdowns because I was working so hard and so many hours um, obviously the business numbers were doing really, really well. So the flow on effect kind of went to me a bit, but also I kind of did this weird pivot and, um, a friend of mine in South London, she was like an, you know, her, her work in costume costume and theater all went out. So she was making masks. Right. And I said to her, how about you, you know, you can make some masks for me and I can, you know, I've got the website so I can try and sell the masks we did a prototype and she took some photos, sent them to me. I put them on the website and I was seriously, I remember the moment I was at the park, the playground with my kids and I, I sort of pressed law, like pressed, you know, live the, the product on the website and literally 
I just heard ding, ching, ching, ching. And that was all the sales. And like, literally, I just, we couldn't make them fast enough. Right. I was sending out piles and piles of masks and it was, I don't know, it was just the right timing. And so yeah. like in one month, I think this is crazy, but I, I, I made 30 grand on selling masks for wow. seven pounds each. Right. <laughs> so if you wow. actually and that was like, I remember it was like a July, August, September, you know, it must've been that first year. So that really, really helped. It helped me and helped her. Like the profit margin wasn't that high because, you know, the masks were being made in London. Yeah. Um, and I remember like elastic when you couldn't find elastic yeah, anywhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we did that and it was good. So we kind of helped. I feel like we, it was like two families. We helped two families. That was my family and, and their family. And we, you know, we got through that and that was really great. And so my, my figures for that year, which was like, I guess, 2020 was great. Then 21 was, it went, you know, it went down. So 2021, I had to like, look at my numbers and my accountant was sort of, you know, we were going through it together and it wasn't as good because that was like an artificial high really. But, but then, you know, I just tried to stay optimistic this year so far it has been really slow like everyone is just freaking out about everything like we've got inflation we've got bloody wars going on and and brexit and COVID. like you know anything and everything just yeah they're just keeping their money which is the same with me i'm keeping my money close to me as well you know so yeah i understand no it's really interesting you say that actually because there was there, there was a, a kind of boom in sales in certain industries in 2020, mm. which is absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And then it did kind of peter off a bit. 2021, everyone was yeah. just existing, I think, as it, you know, as it, mm. as we as we went along and you know, kind of survived through it all. But there is a different feel at the moment. I think mm-hmm. pe- there are folk who are spending money, but also there is a level of uncertainty. I mean, um, we're recording this on. Uh, this is going out in the be- well, beginning of March, actually. Oh my mm. life. Um, so, you know, the, there's, there's really crazy stuff happening in Ukraine, which affects everybody because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all, we're all, we're all linked. We're all part of the same thing ultimately in, yeah. in life. And we need to be aware of what's going on and pay attention. But it, I, I love your positive, you know, attitude and outlook and how you see things, which kind of then leads me on to talking a little bit about you on, on a personal level, if we may. Now, when the show aired back in 2018, you had just been diagnosed back then with having cancer and it was quite a real, well, I mean, of course it's real, but it was very fresh for you back then in terms of what you were experiencing. So what's happened with you since that moment uh, and into today? Because you mentioned again about being um, a bit unwell. So if you're, what you're willing to share, Jackie. Yeah. So basically I, um, you know, the breast cancer came I, I jumped on it and, you know, went straight into getting all the treatment. And luckily, weirdly enough, even as a self-employed person, it's actually hilarious that I decided to get private health cover at some point. So that was just like a complete fluke because wow. um, of this scare that happened years ago with my son. So I kind of like panic bought Booper and like that kind of really <laughs> helped me in the long run. Who would have ever guessed that? And then um, so I had all my treatment. I was a bit cocky about it. Um, got a bit of depression. So um, I was really uncertain about taking certain medications and stuff. And then I was in the clear. So that was great. It was probably about two years. I was just back to normal, you know, like I'd kind of at the time when it first happened, I stopped drinking and I was really, I guess I was really good in a way. If you, mm. if you say not drinking is a good thing, which it is. Um, 
And then, yeah, based in 2000, I think it was, it's really bad that I don't know all the dates, but uh, I guess like about a year ago now, I, I no, probably a year and a half ago now, I started getting like really bad back pain, okay. you know, to the point where I remember crawling to the toilet. That was like wow. the, the, the work, like that was the way I could explain to the doctors, you know, that, that level of pain. Um, I stopped picking up my son, you know, I just, you know, he was three at the time. I just mm-hmm. stopped picking him up. We just thought it was normal back pain, went to the physio and everything. And then on the off chance, I just thought, okay, I'll go to the GP. I wanted some painkillers. So I just called the GP because it was COVID. You couldn't even go in. You had to like do an online form and everything. And then one of the night doctors called me back and said, yeah, I, I can, I can prescribe you some painkillers, but, um, can you just go up to the hospital and get a, um, a um, x-ray? So I was like on my bike coming back from some kind of like, oh, yeah, I was getting um, acupuncture for the back pain, which I thought was self-inflicted because I'd been running. And then I went straight to the hospital, sat in line, got my x-ray. And then the next day the GP called um, and it, they, at the hospital they said, oh, it'll be about three or four days. And then literally the next day I was on the, at the line getting my vaccination and the GP called and she just said to me I'm so sorry about the news and and I I was I just felt ill I almost like threw up and it was like a giant hole had just this is like had appeared in the ground and I was just falling into this hole yeah when she said the news she said I'm really sorry about the news and then she and I said what what news and then she started like fumbling. It was just like this horrible situation where I could tell she felt really bad. And then I was like, what's going on? And she said, um, yeah, like, you know, it. Uh, maybe you should come in. And I was like, no, just tell me. And I started getting a bit angry. And I was just tell me what's going on. And she just said, okay, we need you to come in because, you know, we've got the x-rays and blah, blah, blah. And then I can't really exactly remember. It was a bit of a, a blur. Um, but I knew what I suspected but like yeah. I, I had suspected that and then it, would, it came it came true. And then from then it was very, very quick getting more scans. And then I did get um, an MRI scan from the hospital and I literally saw the scan and you could see like, because the doctor was explaining to me, like my whole skeleton. He said it was like Swiss cheese. It was like holes oh everywhere, my. like all through my skeleton, these like black dots. And um it was kind of like a relief in a way because I was like, yeah. thank God, like at least I know what it is, you know. Yeah. But um, that night I just, you know, went out and got really drunk and then I had to start taking it seriously and figure out what to do and, you know, went on really heavy painkillers, went into hospital, stayed in hospital and and then went, you know, on back to my oncologist and mm. then really started to take things seriously. And then that's kind of where I am now. Like I'm kind of, I've had two scans that show that the medication is working. So thank God, Fantastic. like there's so many different, like, you know, ways to, to, to deal with cancer and, and the one that I've got, and it's great. It's like hormone receptive, which means that okay. I basically had to block all my estrogen, um, which also, you know, stressed me out. Cause I was like, oh yeah, basically gone into menopause, stop having yeah. a period, um, what am I going to like lose everything, like lose my libido, get dry hair, you know, am I going to just turn into an old lady? (laughs) So like all of that I've had to like, I'm dealing with. And I mean, some of the more kind of emotional things were like really scary things. Like I started like printing out photos from, you know, from my phone and things like that. So I get that. But 
Bless no, you, Jackie. I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit more like, you know, a bit more optimistic and cocky now. Like I don't, I don't think, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Like I couldn't, yeah. I tried to apply for a, a blue parking ticket, you know, a blue, <laughs> blue thing, a blue, because I wanted to get free parking. I was like, at least I can get bloody free parking. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor was like, oh, we, we need to, we need to be able to say you've only got like six months to live or one year to live to get this blue parking pass really and then we, I'm sorry we can't yeah it's, it's just really <laughs> hilarious the stuff that I found out um but we we can't you know get that because we don't you know we think that you 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 are going to live longer than six months so that's a good thing but I did you know I was upset that I couldn't get the parking thing but anyway um just stuff like oh, that well, I'm just so. across the screen I want to <laughs> hug you bless you oh god oh, but yeah so it's kind of okay I mean my life's changed so much now like I can't just close the business you know I can't yeah. just like there were moments I just wanted to put a big sign on my website and go I'm closed you know like to make yeah. a really big statement but I can't like I've just got to carry on yeah it's admirable as well you know when you well I, I mean I can see the emotion and, and folk will be able to hear it when they, they listen here as well something quite so life-changing but also so personal real painful and you know that affects family and, and absolutely everything for then for you to carry on with everyday life work business and all the rest of it but actually mm. what's quite fascinating and, and interesting to me is that your whole drive with the business the bike getting people out doing things and actually then what that's now got you doing in terms of stepping back from working and taking that time for you kind of feels like a bit of a synergy in a way almost yeah, yeah I feel like I'm really living my brand right you know? yeah I, yeah I just you know I'm going to the pool I remember I was at the, the swimming pool because I've been trying to go swimming like you know three times a week or something and I was literally going into the change room and a girl who worked at the pool just sort of stopped me and she said hi are you Jackie from Good Ordering and I was like in my <laughs> no swimmers <laughs> And, she, you know, and it was just like, that couldn't have been more perfect that sums up, you know, yeah. I am going for a swim. I'm living the my, my brand. Of course, I need to like make money and all that kind of stuff to keep it going. But I can do that by making smart decisions to, you know, get people to help me and try mm. and figure out how to automate certain processes and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I need help. I do. I, I need help from yeah. everyone, from everyone, from the warehouse to my bank manager who you know, it helps me out by, you know, getting me loans when I need yeah. them and this and that. And um, it's that personal, that's the only thing that's been able to keep the business going is, is people helping kind of thing. It's the relationships, isn't it? It's the connection. It's actually us being part of this community that we are, albeit it's yeah. a massive community. We've got a global community, but to actually be aware of each other, who's next door, who's yeah. around the corner, who needs support and, and reaching yeah. out to each other as well, just to, to, to check in because I can't remember what it was that prompted me to contact you again I think it might have been one of your posts and I was like damn it yeah. I need to say hi it's been too long uh, for a start but you yeah. know you know and, and how do we how do we help one another exactly. and how can we be there yeah. for each other and it's really nice even if like there's no direct you know route to how people can help each other because I think that you know my whole business is built on kind of like a, a kind of kindness and relationships, but mm. you don't really know how it's going to pan out. Like you don't really know what you need to do. It's not a direct, I'll do this for you. Then you do that for me. It's yeah. just kind of putting something out there and then thinking, well, you know, you've done something good. So something else might good might happen, you know, yeah. back. And it's just, you know, like a bit, a bit more kind of 
less calculated. It's yeah. like the idea of like going out for uh, dinner or drinks with friends and, you know, not splitting the bill, like paying and then they'll, then next time they'll pay. And it kind of it kind of safeguards the fact that you're going to meet up again because yeah, they owe you a dinner or you owe them a <laughs> yeah. dinner. And I just love that way of like thinking about like life and, and stuff, you know. It's really interesting you say that. I had a wonderful lady on the show a few weeks back called Mandy Sangira. She's an incredible um, human rights activist, really wonderful. She lives by this exact philosophy. And she was saying that, you know, she refers to her cup as being full and she's always paying it forward. So she'll always offer out or suggest somebody else to do something. And in doing that, it's yeah. not she's not doing it to consciously get things back, but things yeah. come back to her tenfold as a result of yeah. just always saying, you know, let me help here or let me, or let me suggest, why don't you go and do this rather than someone's offered for me to do it Or yeah. It's a really fantastic way of operating. And if you see somebody or you see a post, get in contact with somebody just to say hello, even if it's a conversation, there's yeah. so much beauty and wonder that can come from just connecting with people, uh, you know, yeah, again. Definitely. And I think if the last few years haven't taught us that, don't know whatever will really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless exactly. you and also what I'd heard and what I heard with what you said and what's really important mm. when we feel pain get it checked out because isn't that incredible <laughs> yeah. that you were just literally oh I don't know what it is but you know uh, but that you were I saw the vision of you crawling to the bathroom mm. but to go and get that checked out immediately yeah and I'm really bad at that and mm. um yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that life is so everything's so quick, and then you think, oh, someone else is going to be worse than you. So why why do I take, you know, a place at the doctors or all this and that? But um, yeah, it's kind of like an intuition of of. And the other thing, which like not everyone will agree with me in saying this, but like I definitely think that, you know, working yourself to the bone and being overly stressed or being unhappy, being unhappy in a job, like I would never say, oh, everyone should go out and quit their you know crappy jobs or anything, but like there is definitely something in like negative energy and stress that like just makes you feel, makes you sick. And that's just what yeah. I believe, you know, so. No, I really agree with you there, Jackie. Honestly, I truly do. I, you know, I feel stressed now with work in terms of, you know, finances, you talk as a business owner, you, you know, there's a continual theme of, of, you know, I need to make sure I get money in this month. It's not like being a paid PAYE or whatever that looks no. like across the globe. You have to make, so you have to make effort to get the income and it does create stress. However, the mm. stress I feel in that is so miles apart from what I ever felt stress in an organization. And to your point, I would get really sick. I, I yeah. my back is where I get pain. The small of my yeah. back. That's where I know I'm. You know, uh, things are too much. Or I get sores in my nose and in my mouth. That that's my telltale signs. I haven't don't experience any of that. And you could argue some of it's more stressful because you know it's your own money or your own business. But it's yeah, a different because the thing. fact that you're in control of it yeah. and and it's kind of exciting. Like when I'm feel really like, you know, oh, I need to come up with 10 grand to pay a, a tax bill like within two days. And <laughs> and I kind of like think of it like kind of like a game, like, okay, yeah. let's let's do this, let's figure this out. And you know, and then it, it, it happens. It, it it you know, the money just appears. Like yeah. I did that the other day where I was like, okay, I really need this much money. And then a deal that I'd been working on with um this amazing company in Belgium, which is hopefully going to be like my distributor for the whole of Europe, wow. placed a first order. And I'd been talking to them since December 
And then I just wrote, I just reached out to her and said, I know that like you would normally pay in like two months time, but I've just received a huge bill. I'm really stressed. Is there any chance that you can pay the bill now? And she just wrote, yeah, I'll pay it tonight. I was like, she like, wow. Wow. And then that money was in my bank account. And then like it was in there for like, you know, half a day. And then I, I sent it off to wherever I owed it to, but yeah, just like that, even that kind of thing, it's, it was quite exciting in a weird, yeah. weird way. It was like exciting stress. Do you know what though? But that's really interesting. There's something to take from that as well, is that it's okay to talk to people about something that you need as well. If, if yeah. things are challenging to actually say, oh, you know, I, I need this now, or can, can you help and support me here? Because a lot of the time we don't ask for help and then things get bigger. Then it, you know, sits in your mind yeah. and you're worried about things and then that can manifest in different ways. But actually ask for help is okay. People want to help. Don't ever yeah. let it get too much that it can really or really harm us in, in different yeah, ways. Yeah, or stop communicating. Stop yeah. communicating with, like, the people that, like, care about you. And then you kind of just keep it all in and it becomes this huge thing. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, Jackie, <laughs> because I appreciate it. It's a really personal, it's a really personal um, story for you and what's going on. But actually, there's mm. so much in that, in what you've shared, actually, that people can take, but also the bravery as well. And the fact that you're just getting on, it's very admirable, you know, and, and to hear the struggles. No, truly it is. It's, yeah. it's kind of just given me a, a real good, a real good kick up the ass. actually. I'm not going to lie. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You know, in terms of viewing things differently. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm a, a massive expert on like living in the moment. I can't like, yeah. it just sounds like such a cliche thing, but like I, I def, I do it a hundred percent. Like, live you know. now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. what's important now for you that perhaps we haven't discussed what's important for you to perhaps talk about or in this moment what's important for you I think the most important thing for me is like being happy in yourself mm-hmm. you know like we we do things for other people we feel so guilty because my kids are in after school club and this and that but actually if if I if you're happy like I've learned for myself if, when when I'm happy I have so much like more positive energy to give other people. Mm. And so the best thing I can do is be happy in myself. And whether that be, you know, sometimes it might be a bit selfish. It might be like, I'm having a bath and it'll be like two in the afternoon. There'll be like chaos in the house. I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go and have a bath. Um, So things like, you know, having baths are my thing. Candles are my thing. So I, I just think that everyone should be good to themselves. Like for example, like, I remember my brother, you know, has this big house and it was like, okay, I'm going to turn the garage into, he, he wanted to turn the garage into a gym for him. Okay. And then he said, oh, I'm, on, I'm just going to turn it into a playroom for the kids, another playroom. And I'm like, in my mind, I was like, no, it should be a gym for you. You know, like that's what you need. Yeah. And it's not selfish. It's actually selfish not to make it into a gym for you. You know, like, so I just... You know, I just I'm a massive like advocate of like just people doing like like making themselves happy and then and then being able to to be more useful to other people kind of thing. Exactly. it. You put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else. Yeah. And it's that kind of self-care stuff, which, yeah. you know, however someone else might view it, it's really important because if it helps us remain solid, remain full, fills our energy tank, gives us the enthusiasm, the positivity, as you were saying, or, you know, pick, picks you up in another way, then you can yeah. help somebody else and it can, you know, then that whole. Yeah. And, and it's like a ripple effect as well, isn't it? Because yeah. we all pick up from the person around us. 
So it's yeah, yeah, yeah I to- totally agree with you. And and the other like slightly more like mundane thing that I'm into is um, cooking and zero waste in cooking. So it was all Ooh. about like being vegetarian or being vegan or whatever. So I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I just I don't waste any food. And like I've tried okay. try to like teach the kids and all the the cooking stuff that I'm really into at the moment is all to do with like using every little scrap and not leaving that last spring onion in the bottom of your fridge, you know, and then chucking it out, just using it. And it's just something really nice about like being able to be really strong about that to everyone, like in the family, you know, don't throw anything out, don't throw any food out. And then whatever that means in the, in the wider sense of life, then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because as consumers throughout prior to perhaps COVID, one might argue, we became a society of use it, throw it away. Don't yeah. finish it. You don't have to. You can just bin it. And if I look back at my parents' generation, I mean, my father is very much like this. He will use absolutely everything. He will, <laughs> if he's eaten an animal, he'll eat the whole thing. He'll use yeah. it all in food and he won't you know, leave anything much like you've just described. And then he'll cook stuff and just freeze it. So then he's got yeah. loads of meals as well, which is a great yeah. way to, to, to operate. But it's kind of like we we lost perspective a little bit, I think, pre-COVID. Mm. But now we've almost woken up a bit more that it is important to make sure we don't waste. It is important to use everything and just be mm. more, ca- you know, not cautious per se, but just mindful. That's the right word. Yeah. Mindful about things. Oh, I love it. I love your thoughts. Jackie, <laughs> your bags and your accessories and everything that you do are absolutely beautiful. I've got one. I love it. Um, where can everybody find all of your goodies or where's a good place to, to look out for it all? So I guess this, the starting point is to to go onto the website, goodordering.com. So it's all about like food again. I'm all, it's always <laughs> about food. So like when you order well in a restaurant, that was where the brand name came from. Oh, good that's ordering. right. I remember this. Yeah, go on. Sorry, yeah. please continue. And um, so, yeah, good ordering. You could like Google it and Instagram. Like I do a lot of stuff on, I love, you know, talking to my customers and everything on Instagram, but you can buy them here. I ship everywhere or I've got lots of amazing little stockers that you can go to their shops and, you know, all around London to go and have a look and try them. But my thing is like, you know, I just, I want people to like the bags and be happy. And I know they're not perfect and I'm working on it and I kind of always improving things. And I love when customers give me feedback. So by, by no means, I think the business is perfect and I don't think I'm perfect, but I'm just, you know, it's one step at a time and an evolution kind of thing. Oh, blessed. That is so lovely, though, to even have that thought that you you listen to things that folks say, change it as well. And still to be so humble about, yeah, well, no, I can work on that. You know, you should for sure. There's always tweaks that we can make yeah. to things. That's amazing. And I love it. No, I love my bag. Honestly, I love it. I, I, I've got a satchel one for anyone who's listening. It's a, it's a, it's a blue one, but I love the white trim that you have. And I, I absolutely adore it. It's really fantastic. Really, really fab. And I've still got those glasses as well. You know, oh, yeah. you did that, um, the the limited. Glasses. Yeah, 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 absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um so yeah one final thing to kind of close out mm-hmm. I suppose anybody who's been inspired listening to you a from a personal and you know kind of health point of view but also from a business point of view what's the kind of what one extra message or one um important thing for them to think about taking away from this I mean there's been so much wonderful stuff that you've spoken about already but if people are kind of feeling stuck yeah, I guess, um, I suppose, you know, whoever's listening to this, it's like so many different kinds of audiences, whether you be another business owner or like just a, a mum or, or whatever. So I guess if I'm talking from a perspective as 
someone who's a business owner, I will just say that it really is just about like common sense and logic. Like so many people have this idea of how businesses should be run and, you know, you need this and you need that and you need someone to do your social media, you need someone to do this or that. But I just think that just use your own common sense, you know, and if something seems like, you know, dodgy or something seems like, you know, is that really going to work or is that really worth it? Then just use your own kind of like basic common sense. I think that people can like bombard you with like jargon and and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But actually at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's just normal kind of common sense. And the other thing I guess is that don't chase the coin, (laughs) Yeah, which is like, if you're if when you're focused on money too much like we all have like money problems but like as soon as you like stop focusing on the money and start focusing on like the quality or the experience or the you know what your mission is and all that kind of stuff like that's where it all starts going right for me like when I focus on my business as a business about encouraging people to cycle more than I sell bags that's when everything starts to to work really well for me yeah that is invaluable that's so rich I'm exactly the same when you focus on the kind of purpose and the why behind what it is that you're doing rather than the 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 detail or to your point chasing the coin I like that expression (laughs) it's kind of like you're almost you can't see the wood for the trees because you're focusing so intently on the one thing that you don't see the bigger picture as soon as you kind of step back why am I doing this what's the reason behind it it changes everything and then the flow starts Mm. and things start coming through sound delicious advice <laughs> i love that sound bite it's gonna yeah i'll be quoting that absolutely fantastic Excellent. oh it's this has just been so wonderful to chat to you jackie thank you so much for your time i really you appreciate it and thanks everybody for listening take care look after yourself keep well you have been listening to seize the day with natalie miller snell if you've enjoyed this show please head over to seize the day.simplecast.com for all of my other shows. If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.